Yo, 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 what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Button Pushers. I am your host, David Lukens. It's so good to be back with y'all. Today, I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, shoot, it's 10 o'clock. So kind of recording this a little on the fly because it's like nighttime. But the moon is out, the stars are shining, and we got another day of NBA playoff action for you guys. So without further ado, let's get started with NBA playoffs day nine and i don't know how long this episode is gonna be because there were only two games yesterday instead of the usual four so we'll just talk as long as we can and if it's like two minutes or if it's like 10 we'll just call it it's cool thing things happen things happen but the first game was jazz versus the nuggets and jamal murray and the nuggets surged back for game five as they beat the nuggets 117 to 107 and i say jamal murray and the nuggets because murray was in his bag all night long man he had 42 8 and 8 on 65 percent shooting man couldn't miss well i mean actually he couldn't miss 40 35 of the time but still you know what i'm saying that is a really impressive clip Jokic also looked fantastic man he had 31 and 6 not really any other big contributions from the team like each player did their thing i guess michael porter jr ended up with 15 points but not a whole lot of scoring by one individual player uh, as for the jazz donovan mitchell had another great scoring outburst but this one wasn't as big as his like 50 point game he had 30 points which is respectable and shouldn't be normalized and five other people on the jazz actually had 10 plus points gobert Conley, O'Neal, Clarkson, and Ingles all had 10 plus. Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley specifically looked good as they had 17 each. This game was definitely a gunfight. For the whole 48 minutes, this game was a gunfight. There was shots going up on both ends. Both all-star centers were going at each other. I mean, we just happened to see the Nuggets finish on top instead of the Jazz, like the last two. That's honestly how I feel. All these, Most of these games have been pretty close. I think there was one blowout in like game two. But these last two games have been really close. So this there's not much differentiating these teams. This game also didn't really have the excitement factor, you know, getting you amped up, you know, like the other games. But uh, Jamal Murray, he was lighting it up, like I said. And honestly, looking at the stats, the only real differentiator was the Jazz had six more turnovers, which I'm assuming the Nuggets got about, you know, give or take 10 fast break points, which would result in the Jazz losing by 10 because... Nuggets get 10 points off of your fa- off of their turnovers, lose by 10. Wow, it's almost like I should be coaching. Even though the Nuggets grabbed this game, it's super rare for a team to come back from a 3-1. And for that reason, I'm still saying the Jazz are going to win this series. I know I changed my vote like last episode, basically. But I'm, I still think the Jazz will win because it's only happened once that a team's gone back from a 3-1, I think. Maybe, like, maybe that's just in the finals. Either way, super rare, not very likely that's going to happen. So I think the Jazz will win this series. I've been wrong way too many times about the games, like how many games already. So I don't even think I'm going to answer that part because I don't even know anymore. But the second game of the night, man, this game is where all the flamethrowers are at. Clippers versus Mavericks and the Clippers dominated the game, man. 154 to 111. That's a lot of points. That's like... A lot of points, man. I don't even know. Paul George finally looked like himself again as he had 35 points on 12 of 18 shooting. Really efficient, really good night for Paul George. Finally looked like himself. He uh, he went on record in an interview. He was talking about how he was just not in a good place. And 
I respect that. I really do. I really respect him for standing up and speaking out about his mental health. I think that's a big issue in, um, among people that are growing up into this new maybe age or like generation where that's becoming something that people focus more on. I feel like it's always been a thing there. Like it's always been something in the back of people's minds. But nowadays, all this technology and all of the awareness that we're gaining, even like day by day, like I think this is really cool that Paul George is speaking out about how his mental health was hurting him. So big respect to Paul George for that, because that's not always easy to talk about. Kawhi Leonard, though, also played fantastic. He had 32 and 7. He's looked so consistent. He's basically a guaranteed 30. Most people keep like forgetting about him, but he is going to get you 30 every night. It's not like he's just a defender. Like he's gonna score the ball. Montrell Harrell or Montrez Harrell, however you say it, had a nice game with 19 and 11, which made up for Lou Will having a shaky game of only eight points. Although Harrell wasn't really making up for much because they won by 40. So PG had 35, Kawhi had 32, Montreal had 19, and they also had three other players with double-digit scoring. So that's really good, really widespread offense for the Clippers. That's what Doc Rivers wants to see out of this team. As for the Mavericks, Luka had a nice game with 22, 8, and 4. Obviously, that's not as nice as his 40-point triple-double, but 22, 8, and 4 is no easy feat in a basketball game. So Luka, you did have a good game, bro. Don't stress. Tim Hardaway, he put up 19 again with another nice game, and Burke contributed his 15. I think Trey Burke has had 15 in each of the last, like, three or four games. That's pretty weird. But the Mavericks really missed Porzingis last night. That was the big thing. He's definitely a presence that they need on both sides of the ball, especially offensively with his shooting ability. That man, he really um, stretches out the Clippers' defense. He really puts them in a weak spot because how he can shoot the ball from basically anywhere. I mean, games one and two, he was knocking down some crazy threes for a big man. But the Clippers, man, the Clips came out hot. And I mean, like, beat up blazing wings hot. At halftime, they were already up by 24, man. They shot one of the most efficient nights I have ever seen. They shot 63% from both field goal percentage and three-point field goal percentage. That's unheard of. That's crazy. They out-rebounded the Mavs by 18, and they also had nine more assists, so it was just an all-around domination for the Mavericks. Not the Mavericks. It was a domination for the Clippers. The Mavericks, though, on the other hand, they didn't even shoot horribly because, I mean, 32% from three, it's not awful, but it's definitely not going to help you win games. The Clippers also made playoff history last night, if you didn't know. Their 154 points was the most in Clippers, I think, all-time history, maybe just playoff history. And there was the third most in an NBA playoff game, like, all-time. So very like props to clippers they're dropping 154 points it's a lot of points man uh, i saw this other stat that says they were also the first team to score 150 points while shooting 60 percent from the field and 60 percent from three but i try to avoid telling y'all statistics like that because they're so oddly specific i mean that one's not as bad as some others i've seen but i just uh, i don't really like when announcers use their not announcers analysts use them it's not an accurate representation of skill at all like announcers or analysts will be like oh Giannis is the first player to dunk uh 10 times on a Tuesday with white shoes while also being Greek 
Like, that's not even a real stat, and that wasn't even a record before. So obviously Giannis is going to break the record for most dunks in a game on a Tuesday with white shoes while being Greek. Name one other player that's even doing that. Nobody. Okay, maybe like Thanasis, but he's not going to get 10 dunks. He's going to get like 10 seconds of playing time. Stats like that just make me laugh, man. They're so oddly specific, but like... Getting, I was getting off track a little bit. The Clippers are now up 3-2, to two, and I'm more confident than ever, even more confident than I was before Game 1, that the Clippers will walk out of this series with a dub, and I'm also more confident that the Clippers will finish this in just 6 games. I'm sticking to my guns on that one, and that's just, that's just how I feel. I don't think the Mavericks can take the next 2 games, especially depending on Porzingis' state. If he comes in, they have a chance, but if he doesn't play... There's no way they're walking out with this one. I think their win the other night was lucky, especially if Paul George comes back. And if Paul George plays like Paul George, it might not even matter if Porzingis comes back or not because when Paul George is on and Kawhi is on, that team has looked better than any team this year. I'll say it. They'll look better. They have looked better than any team this year. 154 points? Get out of here, man. But that was all the games for last night. And, uh... All right, listen, guys, I know I've been lacking on hot takes lately, but honestly, I just got to wait until I can formulate a real spicy one that's hot enough to bring onto the show. I don't want to, like I said the other episode, just bring in some measly hot take or something that's not actually like bringing out button pushers, like what I call a button pusher, but just bringing out like emotion for me and something that I should react to because not much like that is going on where like, like Charles Barkley hasn't said anything stupid really this whole week, I feel like. Unless that that Trailblazers thing might have been stupid. I don't know. I think he bet Shaq $500,000 that the Trailblazers would win. I think that was game one of the series. Uh, wait. No, it was game. It was the other game, other night game. Jeez, I can't talk right now. But he bet Shaq 500k that the Trailblazers would win, and they did not, obviously. So because there are no crazy hot takes or anything that's boiling my water is that has anyone ever finished that phrase something that's pushing my buttons nothing's really pushing my buttons right now all right let's just cut it off there but another thing ladies and gentlemen that i want to address is uh unless you literally live on a deserted island without social media you know that there is a lot of turmoil in the united states right now especially with the most recent shooting in wisconsin and i would just like to premise something for you guys I am not politically charged, and what I mean by that is I try not to engage in political conversations. Like, more so nowadays, I find myself constantly having my phone blown up with breaking news story after breaking news story, whether they're talking about Trump or the Black Lives Matter movement or anything else. I just feel like I'm always being drowned in, like, top news stories, and that can be very stressful to some people, including myself. I often find myself saying, like, man... I just need a break like so I'll go out I'll play 2k or I'll watch the NBA or I'll record an episode because those are the things that just like kind of make me mellow out or make me peaceful I love dropping episodes because at the end of it I feel like I've accomplished something really good man I feel really positive and it just really helps like distract me from all the pain and suffering that people are experiencing in the real world like that's you guys might have like I might have said that in a way that sounds bad or sounds like distasteful but at the end of the day like the world can be really overwhelming so 
My point is, I just don't want to speak on anything politically related or stuff in the news because I want this podcast to be a place where someone can block out all the con- all the controversy in the world and just give people the ability. I just want to give people the ability to tune in, relax, and focus on either the NBA or the NFL. I've started this podcast to give people an escape from the things in their life that stress them out or make them down or sad or anything like that. Like... I definitely love basketball and I definitely love football and I'm assuming most of my listeners do too, most of you guys, because why else would you be listening to the show? So I want to make my podcast, or this podcast, it's not mine, this podcast a place where you all have to focus, like all you have to do is focus on your love of the game. And I feel like that's the most powerful thing is because there are so many things that people are bringing up that like people are bringing up so many things that prove they are different than other people or trying to divide people. And the great thing about sports, and this is what I've been taught all my life, is that they have such an uncanny ability to really bring people together. Regardless of any other factor, the only thing that matters is your love for the game. And that's what I'm trying to instill in this podcast. Like everything else aside, all the turmoil in the world outside, the only thing that I want you guys to care about when you're listening to my podcast is that this is a place where you can just focus on basketball or football or your love of the game. You don't have to stress about everything else. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Button Pushers. This was David Lukens in the studio. I hope you guys all have a wonderful night. Peace.